Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Happy Sunday, Christ Uncensored. I'm Pastor Ruben, and I'm so excited to be bringing you uh, this week's message. We just came off an exciting mini-series entitled Intruder Alert, and it was ridiculous. It was bonkers. Pastor Ro, um, thank you. Thank you so much for preaching such a truly needed uh, message in this season. I, I know I needed it. Um, and I know I have some friends who said they needed it, so I can only imagine that you guys needed to hear it as well. And I, I think I'm coming right along um, off the tails of that amazing series with a beautiful standalone message that I think, I know, um, we all need to hear. I definitely need to hear it. I'd be, I'd be telling God, like, why you gotta make me preach messages to myself? I, I think he really just puts me up, there, up here so I could talk to myself, honestly. Um, but I wanna dive right into uh, our opening scriptures. They are Galatians 6, 9, and we read, so let us not become tired of doing good, for if we do not give up, the time will come when we will reap the harvest. And Isaiah 40, it says, don't you know, haven't you heard the Lord is the everlasting God? He created all the world. He never grows tired or weary. No one understands his thoughts. He strengthens those who are weak and tired. Even those who are young grow weak. Young people can fall exhausted. But those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed. <clears throat> they will rise on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not grow weak. Can you guys pray with me right now as you bow your heads, close your eyes, Lord? I thank you for this message. I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. And I pray that at the end of today, Lord, that your will will transpire, but that also we will be people who can be renewed and people that will reap a harvest, God, that, that, that we may be strengthened and reinvigorated by today's message. In your name, amen. My title to today's message is simply... I'm tired. I'm tired. That's, it's more of a statement than a title, I promise you, because I am tired. I don't know about you guys. Is there anybody that's with me that is looking at 2020 like, I'm tired. I, I'm just waiting for 2021. Uh, Cancel my New Year's resolutions. I'm just, my New Year's resolution for 2021 is to not have another 2020 because I'm tired. And it's crazy because... Uh, the era of social distancing and all this started out pretty good for me. Um, I was saving more money because I wasn't able to go out. And I learned this year that the biggest financial expense that I have is going out to eat with my friends. Um, and, and on top of that, I didn't have to go anywhere. And I am a homebody of homebodies. I was a latchkey kid growing up. So staying inside and watching TV was the easiest directive that I've ever had to follow. I got to catch up on all the shows I've been meaning to catch up on. I got to watch shows that were pointless but I still love them. Um, and then that stimulus check, when that stimulus check came in, I was dancing. 
I was like, woo, I could do this. I could, you could pay me to be quarantined for some time. I'm good. And then things started to get old. Things started to get tiring. That second stimulus check never came. <laughs> it became slowly lots of things that I am over. Lots of things that I am tired of. I got screen fatigue. Does anybody else have screen fatigue as you're watching this on a screen? <laughs> tired of Zooming people, having to FaceTime, and, and I'm just glad that things are opening up more and more. I, but as they open up, now we're seeing people in public and I already have bad social um, skills. And now I'm having to like do the greet dance. Like, do I hug you? Do I handshake? Do I wave dance? Like, I don't know what you're OK with. I don't even know what I'm OK with. What do we do? Um, and if you're like me and have ever been wearing a face mask and sneezed, and then had to walk around with your boogers and mocos in your face mask, you are definitely tired of 2020. Things have gotten old, things have gotten draining. I'm tired of my house. I ain't never sat on my porch outside of this year, but now I do it just so that I'm not inside my room. I'm tired. And, and on a serious level, there are things that I am truly, truly feel drained emotionally and sapped from this has been an emotional and trying time um as we're all online and and watching uh i'm, I'm quite frankly I'm, I'm tired of seeing another black person unjustly killed or shot or abused i'm i'm tired and, and i mean that in a in a true way i i woke up this week, this was it was the first headline that I saw of a man shot nine times in front of his children, and I just felt defeated as a human. I felt defeated as a pastor. Like, what, what am I not preaching the gospel enough? I need to reach more people for Jesus so that hate will no longer continue, so that these things won't happen. I, I felt drained. And before, I feel like there, there, this, this has become so politicized. And before, anybody might even be be quick to dismiss or even say that I've I've taken sides. I, I'm simply following the the scripture that calls for for us to mourn with those who mourn, not mourn with those we agree with, not. Mourn with those who we've validated the reasons they are mourning for. Not scrutinize and question why they are mourning and if it makes sense before we mourn. To simply mourn with those who mourn. The principle behind a, the scripture that tells us to take care of widows, not investigate what their husbands did to deserve their death, not investigate what happened and if it even makes sense or or what not the circumstances, but just to the principle is tend to the brokenhearted, tend to those who are hurting, to hurt with those who hurt. Regardless of what you believe in your circumstance, my heart breaks. I, I have a friend calling me saying, Ruben, I don't know what to do anymore as a as a as a person of color as a black person i can't help but feel like that could be me i i can't help but but want to feel hatred and i know that is wrong and i don't want to do that but i feel so tired 
And it pains me as a person, as a pastor, to hear people be in pain. It's, it's, no, it's no surprise. I, I know that it's no surprise to, to anyone that 2020 has been a tiring, tiring year. It, it, what it must be like to also be even the officers who are doing their best, who are trying to, 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 to do their best and, and overcome biases and, and, and officers who are not racist, to see another member of your community discredit or, or cause this tension, what it must be like to do your job, I, I could not imagine. It's tiring. Um, <laughs> this year has been tiring. And even in my spiritual life, I have found that habits that should give life, I have approached as chores and check boxes. Can I just say to anyone who feels exhausted and fed up and tired and drained today, that it's okay. Scriptures tell us that even the young get exhausted. Essentially, everybody gets tired. But they also offer hope. I want to I go back into those two scriptures because they, they offer a hope that if you are tired, there is a solution and there is a way to overcome. And if you're like me and your prayer life lately has sounded like, God, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I can't keep going, I need your help, well, then this message is for you today. And we're going to learn how we can be renewed in the face of exhaustion. And we're going to go right back in. To Galatians 6 9 where Paul says let us not become tired of doing good for if we do not give up the time will come when we will reap the harvest the author of Galatians Paul is telling his church hey I know you're tired I know you're getting weary but don't give up Right when this verse comes in, Paul has been telling them about living in community. He's telling them about carrying each other's burdens, not falling into humanity, but to invest in the spirit, to invest in good. Do not go tired of doing good. Don't uh, don't do what feels good. What he says is it when we sow into the flesh, we reap the destruction. Essentially, it will leave you feeling empty when you feed your flesh. It will leave you tired. That's an easy sentiment to make. Hey, don't get tired. Don't give up. How? How do we? How? How do I not give up on doing good when I am tired and all I see around me is what seems to be people prospering off the very opposite? Paul gives us the secret right in what follows. He says, the time will come. The time will come when we reap the harvest. The way that Paul reinvigorates his community is not to simply say, don't give up, but they don't give up by, by reminding them the way for them to not give up is that he reminds them of the promise to come. 
of their promise to keep sowing good because in time you will reap a harvest. Others might be reaping faster, but what you reap, the harvest that you reap by sowing good will be greater. And when we feel tired, when we feel exhausted, what we have to remind ourselves is of the purpose and promise over our lives. Yes, I'm tired of sowing good, but I know I am going to reap something than, than something greater than I could ever reap if I were to sow anything else. What I get by continuing to sow good, I remind myself that if I continue and I don't give up, the harvest is greater than the hate I'm enduring. The harvest is greater than the fatigue that I feel. The harvest will be greater than the pain that I'm going through. And this is a pattern that is pervasive throughout the Bible. God continuously reminds Abraham of, Ab of God's promise to him. God continually, see, uh, continuously says, look at the stars. Your you may not see it now. You, it may look impossible now, but if you don't give up, you will have a multitude of generations. And that becomes a promise that is carried throughout that Abraham's children begin to remind themselves of. Remember the promise of Abraham. Remember the promise of Abraham. And before Israel is about to be overtaken, God himself reminds them that his plans are for them to prosper. Hey, I know this may look like defeat. Forget feeling defeated let alone being literally defeated by another country, by another army. They are literally being defeated. And in the midst of defeat, he says, just know, he reminds them that my plans for you are to prosper. He reminds them of their purpose and their promise. And for 700 years, they have to cling on to that. Could you imagine how tiring it must have been? but he reminds them of their purpose. And I could only imagine from generation to generation, talking to your seventh, the seventh person in that generation, seven generations from that promise, telling your child, hey, before this ever happened, God said that his plans for us are to prosper. He said that he wants the best for us to, to trust in him. And they carried that out and reminded themselves of their promise. And that's so important because it is one thing to remind yourself of the promise. But sometimes I'm the church and I need a Paul to write that letter to me that says, don't give up because in time you will reap a harvest. I need someone. We need each other. We need someone who's going to encourage us. We need a community of people that will rally around us when we feel tired, when we feel like we can't go anymore more when we feel fed up kuha we need to be that to one another a people that when we see each other tired when we see each other hurting when we see each other broken that we will rally around each other carry each other's burdens and as we carry each other's burdens we say to one another hey don't give up your harvest is coming and your harvest is greater hey don't give up keep doing good because as much as it may hurt now your harvest is greater than then you're hurt. We need to say to one another, hey, you've got a harvest coming. Type that out right now. Text that to someone who's listening. Make a personal reach out. Say to someone in the room right now, do not get tired. You have a harvest coming. 
Say to yourself, it's worth it. I may feel worried. I may feel weary, but it's worth it. Say to someone else, it's worth it. Hey friend, you may feel worried. You may feel weary, but I promise it's worth it. Because that's the way that we don't get tired of doing good. That's the way that we keep sowing. We remind ourselves. This is my, my, my first point in how, how to keep going when we feel like giving up. Is we remind ourselves and we remind each other of the promise of our purpose. We remind ourselves and remind each other of the promise of our purpose. Listen, there are things that I get tired of having to do all the time. From big things to little things. I get tired of forgiving people. And I even get, just recently I found out, I get tired of brushing my teeth. I bought this thing that has a two-minute timer, because that's apparently how long you're supposed to brush your teeth, which I thought, that's easy. That's two minutes, that's how long I, no, I don't. Because after the first 30 seconds, I'm like, nah, this, this needs to go. I get tired of even brushing my teeth. But from the big stuff to the small stuff, from the little things like brushing your teeth to the huge things like forgiving others, it is all worth it from the perspective of my purpose. It is all worth it. No, mu no matter how much pain I have to endure, no how much, how much anguish I have to go through, no, how no matter how much physical exhaustion I may deal with, it is all worth it from the perspective of my purpose because I know in time there will be a harvest if I keep sowing, if I keep planting, if I keep nurturing good. Paul tells us not to give up, but to keep doing good. And the way that we can do that is by reminding ourselves and each other of our, the promise of our purpose. And then Isaiah shows us that the other component to being renewed is to give up. Not, don't, I'm not contradicting myself. Look, look, look. If you listen closely, when we are tired, we don't give up. We give up. We give upward. And that's my whole message in two minutes. Hey, if you're tired, don't give up. Give upward. Give upward. Whatever you're dealing with, put it in the hands of God. And another way to put it is exactly how Isaiah says it, to trust God for help. In, in verse 31, it says, but those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed. They will rise on, who's the they? Those who trust in the Lord for help will rise on wings like eagles. They, those who trust in the Lord for help, will run and not get weary. They, those who trust in the Lord for help, will walk and not grow weak. Giving our burdens and our cares to God is, the exact, is exactly what trusting him for help looks like giving upward to God is trusting him because it takes a whole lot of trust to say hey God this thing that is tiring me out that is exhausting me I give to you to solve and resolve and I trust that you will it says those who it says that those who trust in the Lord for help will be renewed and can I ask you a question that I've been asking myself are you letting God help you 
or are you doing it yourself? Because I have found that in every area that I am growing weary and growing tired, I have put myself at the center and made myself the sole responsible the person solely responsible for resolving how people treat me, my responsibilities, the actions that I do. I have made myself the sole person and have not been inviting God into the mix. And it's easy to do for things that are directly spiritual. Like being up here is easy for me to involve God because I know I can't be here by myself. I know I can't do this. But the things that aren't so immediately spiritual things, I find that I put Reuben at the forefront of carrying and forget that I can involve God in technical things. I can involve God in looking for a charger. I can involve God in personal issues. As a matter of fact, I should, inv I should most involve God in my personal issues because the Bible says to love God and love people. And so as much of a, a non-spiritual thing, it may seem like to interact with people, the people that we are getting tired of, we need to most involve God in the mix because it is directly a spiritual thing on how we relate to others. So the people that I may find that are wearing me out, I need, I need to ask myself, well, Reuben, are you trusting God to deal with their, those issues that trigger you, those issues that upset you, those issues that bother you? Are you going to God for help? Or are you trying to fix them? Are you trying to change them? Are you trying to respond to them in the best with the best comeback and the best? Are you doing it? And, and even the, the, the regular day-to-day -day tasks, my work, my job, because I'm trained in it, it's so easy for me to forget that I can, Lord, before I go in there, before I do this work, go with me, give them the, give me the wisdom, give me, but I, it's so easy to forget. And when I find myself frustrated in my job, I have to remind myself, hey, are you, are you trusting God in this area of your life? And I have found that it is the hardest time to let go of things, to let go of grudges, of anger, of pain, when I am doing those things because I'm supposed to, and in doing so, forget that I need him to help me in the first place to do those things. The fact of the matter is, I, Ruben Jose Remedios, does not know how to love people and to the way that Jesus did. I don't know how to be humble the way that Jesus was. I don't know on my own how to fast and pray the way that Jesus did. I cannot do those things on my own strength, on my own strength. I do not know how to witness people being hurt and not become bitter towards the perpetrators in the same way that Jesus stood amidst a crowd of people who ripped a woman out of her home naked because she was caught in the act of adultery and we're demanding that she be stoned to death in the same way that he stood there. And, and as they waited for him to respond, he was calm with no hate or bitterness in his heart towards the perpetrators and gave them a response that transformed them. And his response to her transformed her. I don't know how to do that on my own. 
I don't know how to do that. And on, on a daily basis, I need him to help me. I need to trust him for help. Sometimes I find that I'm not trusting him. And the way that I can get to that is, is in our second point. And that is this, to saturate ourselves in God's love to release the grip of fear that hinders trust. If I were to just say today, point number two, you need to trust God and you'll be renewed. It would be such a disservice because I think we all know that. Like I, I, I can read Isaiah, those who trust in the Lord for help and you'll be renewed. Easy. I get that. What I don't understand is why I don't sometimes. Why despite knowing that I can trust God, that he cares for the things, that if you ask, you shall receive, while despite knowing those things, I don't. But I think that the answer is fear hinders trust. Fear of the unknown, fear of not being in control, fear of failure, fear of, 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 of even like, Maybe I am worshiping somebody that doesn't exist, right? So many kinds of fear, but there's still fear. And what I love is the Bible doesn't put a category when giving the answer. It doesn't say perfect love casts out these kinds of fear. It says that perfect love casts out fear, all fear. And so when I saturate myself in the love of God, when I soak myself in the presence of God and remind myself of his love for me, it releases the grip that fear might have over me. And then what flows out is perfect love. And, and what flows out of perfect love is trust. I promise that the more of God's love you have in your life that you will find trusting him becomes second nature. That trusting is less of a decision and more of a byproduct of his love for you. And so what we need to do, what I need to do, we need to ask ourselves when we feel ourselves taking over and not involving God in an area of our lives, what part of ourselves do we need to allow God's love in so we can kick fear out? We need to ask ourselves, hey, this area that I'm, I'm, I'm growing weary in, oh, I'm, I'm not trusting God here. God, I'm not trusting you in my finances. That's why they're, they're getting me so tired. Oh, I'm, I'm, I have no patience with my kids because, God, I don't, I don't think I've been trusting you here. Lord, I, I need your love in this area to get rid of, expel the fear that is hindering my trust in this area. I need your love to permeate this part of my life. I need you to search me and expel that point of fear that is holding me captive so that I can trust you. And that in trusting God, when we place our trust and our faith in him, Isaiah is clear. It says, they, those who trust in the Lord for help, will rise on wings like eagles. They those who trust in the Lord for help will run and not get weary. They will walk and not grow 
weak. They will walk and not grow weak. And I want that. I personally, can I tell you that this has truly been an exhausting time for me. Truly. In my personal relation, I have been exhausted in every possible way that you could ever imagine. Mentally, emotionally, physically, every possible way. Spiritually, I've been drained. And that's okay. If you're right in the same boat with me, no. Isaiah says, it's okay. Even the young get weak. Even the young get exhausted. And that's meant to be there as a hyperbole. Like, hey, even young people who are known characteristically for their energy get tired. It's okay. But there's also hope. There's also a way out. There's also a way to be renewed. And it's, it's through reminding ourselves of the promise of our purpose and it's through placing our trust in God. The way we do that is by saturating ourselves in his love to, to get rid of whatever fear is hindering us from trusting him in the first place. 2020 has been tiring. I'm tired. But I'm also tired of being tired. And I want to do something about it. So if you're like that with me, we just I, be, I truly believe that if we put these principles into action, we will be renewed. We will be renewed and we will reap a harvest. There's also this this practical component. Ironically, this was going to be my message, but God throws things in the mix. And there's just a practical component. I have found that I have sometimes started my day physically tired, not because of any spiritual practice, but because of things in my life that drain me of energy. And so I start my day with less capacity than I would normally. And I'm, I'm not here to tell someone what that answer is, but I can give you the principle that I've been using for that. And it's simply this, take out the bad stuff, put in the good stuff. There might be activities that are leaving you drained more than they are refilling you. Take out the bad stuff, Put in the good activities, put in the activities that when you are done for someone, it might be painting that when you are done, you feel supercharged, put in the activities. It might be food. I, it, it's for a large part. I found that it was food for me. It might be certain foods. There are certain foods that just give you the itis through and through. There are foods that give you like permanent itis. You wake up still tired. It might be that. It might be relationships. It might be relationships, personal relationships that are leaving you more drained then refreshed, take out the bad and replace it with the good. Please, that doesn't mean cut people off. That doesn't, it doesn't mean that at all. Um, but it does be, mean be mindful of the time and who you spend time with um, and who's, who, who, whose voices you allow in your lives. There's a practical component that your capacity might be at a lower rate, starting rate than what it actually is, more physically than anything because of the things in our lives that are sapping us of that. That's just a small little sub point. Um, and, and at this time, if, if you're here and you're like listening to anything and you've never placed your faith in Jesus, I promise you that he is the answer 
to your life. He's the answer to your problems. He says, come to me, anyone who is heavy burdened, who is laden, anyone who is tired. Are you tired? Are you burnt out? Are you worn out on religion? Come to me because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. The life that Jesus calls you to is a life of fulfillment and purpose and peace. And if you are here and 2020 has, forget 2020, if your life has been exhausting and you are worn out, can I offer you Jesus to give you rest? Jesus in your life. There are no prerequisites to becoming a follower of Jesus. You don't have to get things in order. You don't have to go and dot your I's and line up your T's before you can accept Jesus. The prerequisite, if there is one, is needing him. That is it. All you need to follow Jesus and need Jesus is to need Jesus. And so if you want him in your life, you want to accept him today, I, I want to offer that to you. I'll, I'll give you some time to meditate and contemplate on that. And then I want to pray with you as we accept him. To anyone who wants to accept that, I want to, I want to give you a prayer and pray with you. If you want to say that prayer, just repeat after me, and, and this will just be a symbolic gesture of accepting him into your life. What your heart has already decided, we will now do um, as an outward expression. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. I accept you as my Lord, and today I choose to follow you. Today I am new. The past is erased. In your name, amen. And I also want to say a special prayer to everybody who is tired. God, I thank you for our church. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are a God who does not get tired and you put up with our failures and insecurities and doubts and issues. God, I just thank you. And right now, we place our trust in you and we focus on the purpose. We fix our eyes on you as we run this race. And God, I just ask that you renew us today, that in the face of adversity, that we may model the church of the New Testament, that in the face of affliction, in the face of pain, in the face of poverty, our, our hearts, our faith is doubled. Lord, that our, our purpose increases more in the face of the, the hindrance and the obstacles against us, Lord. I pray that we may be a community that carries each other's burdens and refreshes one another. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.